How's it going, everybody? We'd like to take a second to thank this week's sponsor, I Don't Care Co. I Don't Care Company is an esoteric emo jewelry shop dedicated to creating pieces inspired by bands such as My Chemical Romance, Pierce the Veil, Taking Back Sunday, The Used, Bleak 182, Bowling for Soup, and many more. Their pieces range from earrings to keychains to purses that are inspired by lyrics and album covers. Their wide range of band jewelry and custom bags make excellent gifts. So make sure to stop by the store and pick up something nice for that special emo in your life this holiday season. Stop by their store at etsy.com slash shop slash what's her name studios. And also make sure to follow them on Instagram at I don't underscore care co. By following them on their social media, you can stay up to date on their latest releases and sales. Once again, thank you so dang much to I Don't Care Co for sponsoring this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another thrilling episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we've got Leah on the show. Leah's a pop punk solo artist currently out of Los Angeles, California. Leah, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Heck yeah. Uh, it's been like, it's nice having you um, like in our discord. You're really active just in our community. So it's, it's really great to actually get a chance to chat per, like not on keyboards yeah totally i i mean i i just love the the unsigned pop punk community it's absolutely awesome i've met so many cool artists through it and i don't know you guys are doing so much i didn't even realize how much you have going on but it's yeah. it's really cool to to learn you know that you're you have like 10 such shows and you have you know, your Twitch series, your podcast series, your playlist, like there's just so many elements that come into what you're made of. And a lot of it has to do with community too. And that's my favorite part. Heck yeah. Yeah. We're all about community. That's what this whole thing started for. Um, just trying to, to build a community. Cause we just started with just a playlist and then we're like, you know, what we should do like 50 other things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, continue adding on to it so <laughs> yeah i love it i'm happy about that i'm glad you guys made that decision thank you thank you uh it's a little overwhelming at times but you know we're kicking it we're we're having fun yeah <clears throat> so you recently released your latest single i guess i like you anyway which is fantastic i want to say tell us a little about the song Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I don't even know when I started writing it. It might've been last year. This, it, the whole, like, I guess, transitional period from like when I released my EP, my first EP Jersey boy into some of the harder hitting stuff has been quite a long time, I guess, in the making. So yeah, yeah. It, it, I just started writing that song in my car. I don't know. My mindset shifted. I was just like, I listened to pop punk growing up. It's doing well on the radio. It's doing well in general. Why am I not contributing to 
that genre that has taught me so much and mm-hmm. I kind of just I feel like a lot of people a lot of artists made this decision but it just felt right to keep pushing it and I think um I'm working with a producer in Nashville Chase Coy and he kind of he's an elder emo grew up in the like sad pop punk realm I would say it okay. was like the reality uh sure. sad boys time um but I used to listen to him growing up and we started working together and it's funny with this project and just working with him I keep pushing it I'm like just go a little harder just just like a little harder a little harder because <laughs> he does a lot of amazing pop music and he found me when I was he found my pop music he found the music that I was making years ago mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm like eh, I actually just like want to lean really hard into this and so whenever we'd get together and work on a song it would start out I think a little poppy and then I'm just like let's push it. Let's push the limit. Let's just see how far we can go without, I want still pop. I still want pop elements in it, but you know, let's see how far we can go into that more rock element. And I guess, yeah, then my, you know, F-U-L-O-L and I guess I like you anyway, being like the last two singles I released have really felt nice, nicely, like, like, I don't know, nice resting at space. Yeah, yeah. Like just like sitting on like a fluffy, cloud of pop and pop punk and it just like fit right there and it was a good balance of both of them and so yeah I started writing I guess I like you anyway in the car and brought it to Chase and he actually wrote the hook which is a fun fact because that uh you know after the chorus came that that hook and it just came out of nowhere and the rest is history (laughs) I love it I I love both of those singles like I like how you're yeah, a nice little fluff, fluffy cloud. And it's, the funny thing is, is like, they're both kind of like nice little fluffy, fluffy clouds of fuck yous. You know, they're, they're good. They're good little like, well, like get back at your songs. I like it. Yeah, exactly. I like the fluffy cloud analogy. Oh, wow, that is a tongue twister. I can't it just is. I... We're having a really hard time saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives it like that nice, like not bubblegum pop, but I, I do like to think of my music as a little bit campy and have like a bubblegum element, but also just be like a big fuck you, you know? Yeah. So that little balance. So we're going to, and wow, the cloud is a very important theme for something in the future. So I'm glad you brought it up. There you you got this like uh, like once you incorporate it into a song or a video you know just like hit me up let me know and be like this is coming our chat it's here <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> so yeah so you brought up a uh, you know f-u-l-o-l as well so with you've released these two new these two singles recently can we expect a new album or ep soon or are you more focusing on releasing singles at the moment definitely both um okay. i think a lot of this is just like the standard practice when it comes to releases you know you get a couple singles out they're part of something bigger mm-hmm, i've mm-hmm. been doing that the past year and a half just because yeah. they everything feels so right as a package project mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for some reason my like songwriting and release process for like the past two years has been i'm releasing i'm writing a song and i'm releasing it like and it's going in the order that i write it so okay. even with Jersey Boy, I wrote the songs, I put them in the order of when I wrote them, and then I released it as an EP, but I had singles releasing um, before that, and then it's kind of going to be the same thing for this. It just feels right. It tells a story. The, I love branding, and the branding behind all my songs have to do with that like timeline of releases and the order I write them. You know, I'm not here. I feel like I say this a lot in conversation about this stuff but I I don't write like 20 songs and pick 
five for an EP. I write and I release what I write and then it's a project and then we're moving on. I love that. I've, I'm honestly, that's kind of the way that my brain works too. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been very good at like creating a whole bunch of like songs and then, you know, it's like, well, let's pick the, f- the, the best five. Cause I'm like, I'll tell you, they're all my best five. Exactly. How I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you think that way too. And like no shade to people that, that do it the other way. That's just how that's their process. But for me, it's, you know, why I, I spend so much emotional time and like physical time and money on these songs. Like I, I obviously invested in them because I thought they were good. So I'd rather put them out and see how people react to them. And if they don't like them, then we'll just do another one later. Right. That's, I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it it's hard because like I, you know, not everybody is able to just kind of like just bust out a song, you know, like or like five songs in a week, you know, or how I guess however long it takes people to make a record, but you know, <laughs> a week is, is definitely not the case unless you're like <laughs> that is the only thing you're doing. You're here sleeping in the studio. I mean, I've seen it before. I mean, I've I don't worked in studios. I've done that, but. <laughs> I, I don't mean like the writing and recording process. Well, I mean, like, that's ambitious. <laughs> like, I just mean writing songs. Well, you know, most people write out, you know, a bunch of songs before they head into the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we we talked actually a little bit about uh, the pop stuff you're doing before. So you're originally from Point Pleasant, New Jersey, uh, and started releasing music in like 2016. Uh, with your first single, Stay Right. So your deep first cut. singles, huh? It's a deep cut. <laughs> deep cut. So your first singles had a much more just pop vibe to them till you started going into more of a pop punk sound around you know 2021 last year. What made you want to change that musical direction? I think so. I know like as emos, people are like, it's not a phase. And right. I think that's absolutely true because I don't think the emo was a phase, but I think my pop was a phase. Like <laughs> I had a pop phase in my in my career. And I think that was not, it, I don't know. It it wasn't a bad thing. And I think I definitely needed to to go through that to get back to where I am today. But I grew up on pop punk stuff. And then I guess I was about, I don't know. I was getting ready to go to college. I was starting college in 2013, 2014. And I was really inspired by this like surf rock or kind of like a hippie rock vibe. We get like the Mowgli's being one of my favorite bands then. And I still love them. They're just not a band anymore. But that was kind of how I think where Stay Right was so inspired by. And then I was like, I want to make music just like that. And (laughs) and like Neon Trees, for example, another really big inspiration to me. And so we got like the rock band, I don't know, like the multiple people in a band making music. So it gives it a little bit of a rock vibe, but we still consider these artists as pop. So I don't know that and just like going, moving away to college and kind of like not feeling like I could be myself, how I felt before I went to college, just kind of having to like fit into, I don't know, it's like a societal norms going to school in like the South. I went to school in North Carolina. There was a liberal arts college, like nothing too crazy, but it, it was hard to find eclectic, 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 (laughs) that it was hard to find eclectic and creative people and once I did it was great but I just (laughs) I didn't really feel like I could be myself I guess and 
sure. you know, that I'm going to LA for the first time in 2016. Um, I was just all on that California pop energy. And I don't know, I just make music based on what I'm inspired by at the time. Sure. And mm-hmm. I think I was doing it more for fun then. But once I realized I could make a real career out of this, I really wanted to hone in on something that felt true to myself. I love that. So you started in New Jersey and went to college in North Carolina. What inspired the move to California other than that's just such a wonderful place? I don't want to sound like basic when I say this, but I just feel like it, not that it was calling me, but I just feel like it was the only, like, it was the only option for me. I Mm -hmm. always wanted to move to California. I didn't really think about it. I had really no reason. I didn't move here necessarily for music. So I wasn't sure of the music scene. I know one of my favorite labels is based out of Orange County. So it's like, that was something I thought about, I guess, when making the decision. But yeah, I just, it was just something in me that was like, I know I want to be in California. I mean, if I think about it, I've lived near New York my whole life, never really been a fan. I like going and visiting the city. I think now that I'm like of age and being able to experience nightlife, it's like Mm -hmm. more fun to be in New York City, but I just don't think I'd want to live there. And then I do love Nashville, thinking of music seat places. I have a really awesome community out there now. But when I was thinking of like the initial move in the first place, Nashville didn't really seemed to be an option to me and honestly like six years ago too or you know four to six years ago Nashville was entirely different and so I'm not even sure I would fit in there then with who I was at the time I think you'd fit in there now yeah no I do too absolutely that's that's why I go there so often (laughs) yeah Nashville's definitely the the scene has changed I have some um some of my good friends from uh, so I'm from up in Duluth Minnesota a um, couple of my really good friends moved out to Nashville and now are doing fantastic things. Tell us a little about growing up in New Jersey and the pop punk scene there. Uh, what what were some of the bands that influenced you and that you listened to growing up? Yeah, I mean, my my top couple of bands that I, I pretty much always shout out are Mayday Parade, mm-hmm. Secondhand Serenade. I mean, I've I feel like it Chase is like I know I'm just friends with him now and he's my producer but I grew up listening to him a lot so it's like mm-hmm. Chase Coy um yeah I mean obviously Paramore been to a couple Paramore shows got like the all-time low Somerset like I don't know just all those warp Tour bands embarrassingly enough I have only been to one warp Tour in my life okay. but I was in high school and I wasn't really like allowed to go to concerts alone you know so that was a big thing for me because I was able to leave my house with my friend and attend a warp tour by myself but yeah uh I don't know I'm just thinking of like shows I've seen in Jersey I remember seeing like the offspring randomly it was like one of the best shows I've seen there so good yeah 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 that was that was a really incredible um concert but yeah, I mean, everything. everyone that I grew up with kind of in high school, we had like a band trailer and they would play like Tame Impala and Zeppelin and the Beatles and we'd all just like hang out in the in the band trailer and like sing music and, and they were the only people in my high school that like did that type of stuff. Everyone else kind of just like listened to top like 40 music, which I love, sure. by the way, yeah. as well. There's um, a place for it all. Yeah, exactly. But I think that was like a huge influence, I guess, uh, on my music taste. And then, you know we would 
go like watch my friends' bands at the Stone Pony, which is a iconic venue in. Oh yeah, Asbury. Stone Pony's fantastic. Yeah, Asbury yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. Asbury Park's like a, it's a huge place for for that scene, and I don't know. Every yeah. time I go back, I'm just like, this is still the best. Like it's still an amazing place for music, for rock music, for pop punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for pop punk, like in general, Asbury Park is very iconic. You know, you mm-hmm. had you know, like all, especially all like the drive-through records type bands, like Census Fail and all them. Like they, you know, did lots of shows over in Asbury Park. It was, ah. it, it's one of those like everywhere learned about Asbury Park. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's cool how many bands like really put that place on the map. I mean. Like mm-hmm. when I was really little, like Asbury was, there wasn't really much happening there. It wasn't a good place to be, right. you know, walking around, but it's obviously built back up again. And it's cool that they're still bringing all those bands back even after like 10 years. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I'm like really stoked on this, the the pop punk resurgence that's gone on too. Like where, you know, we have lots of new bands coming out, but also shining a light on the the legends you know like mm-hmm. some 41's you know big again all-time low is like is out and like people are stoked on it we the kings just came out with a new song you know there's so much uh in our scene that is like coming back out and people are going back out to shows and seeing all of this awesome music and it's just really exciting yeah, it's very exciting. It's almost a little overwhelming. I mean, I, I can't tell if, if it's all like exploding right now because I'm kind of in it or if I I don't know, or if it's just like really coming back and I, I, don't, I can't tell. I can't tell if it's really making that big, big, um, you know, resurgence again in, in the music industry, but I'm here for it. It's, it's a little crazy, I, you know, seeing people talk about how pop punk is coming back and then artists like trying to be pop punk and like going down that route just because it's popular now I mean like sometimes I think I'm that person too you know just because it's what's it's what everybody wants to hear now but I mean I'm here for it hey like we've all been waiting you know I think what I think it is is we've all been waiting for it to be nostalgic kind of like the 90s right like we've all just Mm -hmm. been sitting here like existing until like we can finally consider it nostalgic and then it yeah (laughs) and then now it is and it's exciting again and well, I mean, we we're also like for a long time just engulfed with like pop music. There was nothing else. It was just pop music and rock and roll, like just kind of went went away. And yeah. it was like there just wasn't a lot of options. And now, you know, even the pop stars, I mean, look at like, you know, Demi Lovato. She's like, no, I'm done with this shit. Like, let's let's put a little rock in it. You know, you know, giving us it, the people want to have rock back and i think yeah uh, you know and i'm here for it i absolutely here for it too i completely <laughs> agree with that <laughs> so in a lot of your photos and in videos and such you, you're you wear very vibrant and expressive clothes uh such as one of my favorites that i've seen is your nickelodeon slime shirt i love it uh i, I love me some nickelodeon slime what part do you think fashion plays in the music scene? Do you feel like it's important to follow what the trends are currently? Or just I mean, what's going on with trends? I don't think, I mean, trends are important to an extent, you know, like 
you want to get your music out there on TikTok, obviously following what other people are doing that's trending is obviously going to work better than right. a ladder. But mm-hmm. as far as clothing, like, I don't really think it's important to follow any trends when it comes to like what you wear. I think self-expression is like the, a, like a major key component to an artist. And if we're all dressing in like the same trendy outfits as bands and artists, why, why are we interesting to look at? I guess, <laughs> I don't know. And I guess, I, I mean, I guess the Y2K thing did come back. The slime shirt, like, like kind of reminded me of, you know growing up like listening growing up watching like slime time live and like double dare 3000 and all that stuff you know and so that was nostalgic I knew people would kind of like it didn't realize how much of a hit it was going to be I get commented (laughs) on the slime shirt I don't know it's been ever since I literally put it on and showed it in one video it's like the only thing it's like a staple for me. So I'm very grateful for uh, the brand Dumb Good for doing a collab with Nickelodeon and releasing that shirt because that has been super awesome. But yeah, I mean, I think as an artist, just like dress how you feel, like express yourself. I think consistency with how you express yourself is important. So I want to make sure those bright colors come up in most things that I do. So people recognize me because of like the neon, you know, blue and green or stuff like that but I don't really consider that I have style I I never really felt comfortable having like my own style never really felt like I had one but I'm like thinking of a of an overall picture that I want to look like and I want to present myself as an artist and that's kind of like me pretending I have style (laughs) sure yeah so I remember you know back in you know the early 2000s especially like the myspace era everyone was doing the same thing you had like the shotgun the back you know swoops and then swoopy hair and then you had like a deep v-neck if you could pull off the deep v you know otherwise you just went standard v-neck uh (laughs) yeah always with the the tightest pants you could yeah and you know you got your keys jangling Sometimes you'll have like a hanky hanging out your back. It was uniform. Everyone did it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny you say that. Cause like, I think of like the artists I was listening to then on stage definitely had that style and that look, but mm-hmm. like two things, I was in a high school with uniforms. So I never was able to express myself sure. or like see style in that form when that was kind of popular. And the other thing is I never had a MySpace. I feel like oh. I'm missing out on such a huge like throwback moment. <laughs> like I was not allowed to have a MySpace. I'm that age that's just like that right, hurts. right after MySpace. Like I was the first person. I was one of the first people on Facebook. That was a big thing, Facebook and Instagram. But like, yeah, the MySpace culture. I just like sit back and and watch people talk about it. Because <laughs> it, it it's such a shame because, uh, you know, not being able to do it. Like you missed out on like one of the greatest social medias that's ever been able to exist because I know, I've heard. it well, especially just for artists, musicians, like yeah. it allowed you to basically have your own website and be able, it was an actual tool to promote your music yeah. to where now you need 15 different apps to do what MySpace did. And it's like, I get it. You don't want to like bring it back because you want to have all these other things. 
Yeah, um, it's but a it's too far gone. I mean, to like bring something like that back, you know, it served its purpose at that time, kind of like Vine. It's like, what yeah. do you do now? You know, you can't. You you do TikTok. It's the exact yeah. same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just it's not. It doesn't hit the same though. Yeah, I mean, as far as MySpace, I mean, I had Tumblr, so I was able to kind of get a little bit of that. Like, you go to the page. I mean, I wasn't making music when I had a Tumblr. Well, I wasn't releasing music when I had a Tumblr, but sure. I would go to put you know whatever song that i was obsessed with at the time probably like a i don't know what is it like a rocket to the moon soundtrack <laughs> on my tumblr page and like have all these sad quotes and stuff like i was able to create some of that for oh, myself yeah. but it's just i know it's not the same well but t- tumblr had its own like culture and in wh- whole different scene it was i never yeah. i never was a part of the tumblr scene but that that was that was really big and it was its own unique thing as well so um, so we got a couple questions left before we move on to our next segment for the new bands that are out there still trying to get their first thousand streams and getting people to listen to them. What do you think are some of the more important, more important social medias to utilize as tools when it comes to promoting yourself and your music? I mean, obviously TikTok. <laughs> I think everyone kind of knows now that TikTok is like a very, very valuable platform to promote your music on. My biggest advice to anybody on TikTok is just look at the bands that are blowing up and the content that they're making and do what they're doing. It's not stealing content. You're not, it is almost impossible to be original on that platform, especially when everything you're putting out is super just like raw to the camera type stuff. So Mm -hmm. see what's working and you know, use that as inspiration and create your own content. I think that I definitely think even though everyone likes to say Instagram's dying, I beg to differ. Um, <laughs> I think people like to say it is, but when Instagram, I mean, I, I sent in a personal complaint, but when Instagram went to like the whole TikTok feed where you had to swipe, swipe, I, mm-hmm. I was not having it. I was like, this isn't going to work. So many people were like, we want our photos back. And I'm like, see, you want your photos back. Instagram is amazing for DMs, for instant mm-hmm. messaging. Absolutely. That's the platform. Because we're not talking on TikTok. You got to follow people to talk. Like this, right. the actual interface of the activity bar on TikTok is not beneficial for anyone to communicate. It just doesn't work. You go to TikTok, you see everyone tagging their Instagrams in the TikTok comments. It's because mm-hmm. it's still a thing. <laughs> so I think, you know, TikTok for your content, be original, be unique, like just be yourself. That's the most important part. But and then move it on over to Instagram and just like talk to people, get to know people, talk to fans, talk to friends, like make new friends and fans. You know, that's those are definitely the two most vital platforms, I think, if you're just starting out. I agree. And and not only that, for, you know, people listening to us right now, it's like TikTok also changed their like algorithm and formula like pretty drastically to where tiktok isn't as useful i don't feel as it was a few months back um because you you know like at one point in time you know a few like a few months back tiktok was like anyone had the opportunity of going viral and i feel like that that is dramatic like dramatically diminished um even if you're posting you know videos every day even one two videos a day 
that doesn't mean you're going to get 20,000 or 30,000 views anymore when a few months ago that was basically a certainty. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing that with TikTok is, you know, you can have 10,000 followers, but the issue is, or 10,000 or more, but the issue is, is anyone that's watching TikTok basically just watches the For You page. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see many people like that go into their following page and just checking out the things they follow. That's not what people use TikTok for. And it tests. I do the same thing. I'm not going on that tab maybe once every other week. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> only time I'm checking that out. Let's be real. The only time probably anybody's checking that out is if you're a creator and you're uploading this video and it pops you over there. <laughs> yep. There and, we go. That's exactly my... It. That's exactly so, how I use it. <laughs> so the thing is, I feel like one of the best like reasons to utilize TikTok is to find that brand new fan base, like that new brand new person randomly saw you on their for you page, and then you're going to lead them back to everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, going off of that, I've met so many awesome people on TikTok too, that just kind of popped up on my for you page. There is there's mm -hmm. still that once in a blue moon where I get kind of a smaller artist that pops up and I don't know, they just, they do something, they say something and I just get invested in their page. Cause that's also another way we like watch, right? We see right. the video that right. comes up and then we swipe and we go to their profile and that's mm -hmm. how we get their old content. Yeah. But I, I think just, I met so many awesome people off of that app and I, a lot of people that I meet like out at shows now or that I collaborate with or that. I don't know. I talk to the most like they're from TikTok. So it's definitely a super beneficial app, but I do Absolutely. agree with you. I'm not sure how, like, I'm not sure how I feel about it changing. The algorithm's always changing though. Like we need to all like keep in mind that not to get too stuck on mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. it is at one point, because it's always going to constantly change, especially if it's a new app trying to figure itself out. Mm -hmm. But I do miss the times where like, there were a lot of opportunities popping up on my For You page for musicians being like, hey, submit your music. Hey, if you're an artist like this, message me. And that happens a lot less now. And I think right. that makes me a little sad because I that was a lot of, of, of my networking and like friendships were started from those types of videos that would pop up on my For You page. Yeah, absolutely. It, it Like, don't get me wrong. From what I was saying, like TikTok is an incredibly important tool. But I wouldn't like put all your eggs in that basket. You know, yeah. it's one of those, that's a great tool. Make sure you're utilizing these other tools as well. Exactly. Cause I feel like, I feel like Instagram as same as you said, same as you said is an incredibly important tool. I feel like those are the top two, you know, use one and like use, use both piggyback off the other. Yeah. And you don't even have to. I think a lot of artists get discouraged that like they're not going viral on TikTok, therefore they are failing at their music career. That is just not the case at all. It does help. And I know I have seen so many of my friends like literally land major record deals because they went viral on TikTok and they sure damn deserved it. You know, that's mm -hmm. like finally at least that pushed their stuff out to more people, but you don't have to define success as like going viral on tiktok i have not right. gone viral yet on tiktok as a solo artist and i still find myself growing in this industry and be and being successful and playing you know in front of like hundreds of people without having to do that so you're you can still navigate around it but use it as a tool i like how you said don't put all your eggs in one basket yeah absolutely because i mean that's it, you know 
you can you can go viral. So many people have gone viral. That doesn't mean shit. I like it depends also on your interpretation of viral. Like, I mean, I've had yeah. a few different videos, you know, like be like 40, 50,000 to me, that's freaking viral. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it, you know, it didn't change my life. You still have to do more. There's more you have to do. And as an artist, sure, you could, you can get like a hundred thousand, 200,000 views on, on a song. But if that's first off, if that's your only song, that's you're not going to get super far with that. Not mm -hmm. not automatically, you know. Yes, it's for sure going to help, but that doesn't mean you're going to land a record deal. You that doesn't mean you're going to go out on tour with a huge artist. You, you have to put in significant amount more work yep. than just going viral. Yep, I mean I completely agree. I think that's where a lot of people get stumped because they don't they don't recognize that or see that yet. And they're chasing one barely attainable goal, like just to find out that it didn't really serve the purpose they thought it would. So I completely agree with you on that one there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one last question. And so, you know, this, we're all talking about helping artists and stuff. If you can give our listeners one piece of advice that you know now that you wish you had known when you were first starting out, what would that be? Oh God. Um, oh man. I mean, I think uh, it's hard to like narrow it down into one. Cause I feel like it's going to be whatever one pops in my head at first, Sure, <laughs> but I that's think fine. The, the biggest one, this is kind of going, I, I meant to say this at the end of the last question. Good thing I saved it, but, uh, Perfect. I think consistency being consistent is key. You know, it's not it, there. Yeah, sure. There are people that blow up overnight and it, it helps their career. But like, I'm thinking of some of my friends now that I can, you know, name off the top of my head that have gone viral. They have been doing this for 10 years mm -hmm. and they're like younger than me. I'm 27. You know, they have been doing this since they were like 15 and you just got to remain consistent. It's not going to happen overnight. And I know we're like always going to be chasing another goal, another dream. We'll get, we'll get further. And there's always going to be something more that we can reach. That's always going to be the case of life. But yeah, you can't just say like, I've done this for a year. I've done this for two years. I'm seeing nothing. There's always something you can be doing. You can be going out and, and booking yourself for shows. If you can't do that just yet, go to open mics. There's 20 people that might just fall in love with you. You know, you never right. know. There's always something you can be doing to further your career as an artist. And you can't just define your success based off of the people around you. you Got to mm -hmm. just keep doing it over and over again forever until <laughs> it breaks you or you, you make a break. <laughs> you know? Well, and the thing is, is, you know, I was actually talking to one of my best friends today about a lot of this type of stuff as well. First off, absolutely. Consistency is key, but if you can't, if you don't make it as an artist, that's okay. And mm -hmm. that's okay. But that doesn't mean you can't be in the music industry. That right. doesn't mean you can't t take a, you know, a turn and do something mm -hmm. else in the industry. You know, there's a lot of people that just go, you know, I, I, I love this and I love this industry. I just don't want to do this anymore. Or I don't think I have what it takes unfortunately, which is fine. Mm -hmm. like, I, I was in a touring band. I did touring music, you know, for 15 years. I didn't become fame, a famous musician. 
And that is okay. That is okay. But I I found out, like, because I'm still a musician. I'm I'm still in a band. And doesn't even validate that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I, I still like doing that. But the thing is, is I found out by trying something different that there's something I enjoy more. And what I enjoy more is helping the next generation of bands try to be successful or giving those the the next generation an opportunity that I never had, which is having somebody give a shit about you, which is, which is so hard Mm -hmm. that, that just that one thing, getting friends and family to get, give a shit about you sometimes is absolutely difficult. Um, you know, getting, uh, getting people to come out to shows is hard. You know, that's, it's a lot of work and getting yourself just on a playlist is hard work. And so I wanted to be that person that, that gave people opportunities. Um, didn't matter how big they were. Right. Because we all start somewhere We we all have this passion. If you didn't have this passion, you wouldn't be, you know, emailing me asking to be on our playlist cool yeah you're in let's go yeah totally totally but that's it right there those emails consistency is key you nailed it on the head so with that we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our next segment imagine having all the best up-and-coming pop punk emo ska and alternative bands all in one place in a once in a lifetime playlist. Unsigned Pop Punk presents the Unsigned Pop Punk Playlist. 50 new songs from the best up and coming bands in the scene today. All your favorite artists you've never heard of yet. All of this for just three ninety nine. Go on your computer phone now and listen to the best new artists today. Or submit your own music at www.unsignedpoppunk.com. And we're back with Leah. You know, it's been, it's been a fantastic time. But now it's time to get into some obscure questions. Are are you ready to be done talking about music for the most part? Sure. And we'll yeah. just talk about just like random shit. Absolutely. Let's do it. Cool. So the first question I got here is what is one thing from your childhood that you used to have and you wish you never got rid of? Can I say two things? Yes, absolutely. Say as many as you want. <laughs> The things that the thing that came off the top of my head were hit clips for some reason. <laughs> okay. What hit clips? I don't. What are those? Coming at your right between the ears is hit clip music. To get you grooving. Hit clips is a slick micro music system. This type package is small, but pumps out monster sounds. It breaks down like this. We clip, 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 and sample songs. So only the groove sticks. Hey, world sound. Your music, your way. Hit. I had them in like elementary school. They were like a tiny little boombox player. 
and or like a little like uh cd player but you'd put these like cartridges in it and it would play like 30 seconds of a song (laughs) i I remember those (laughs) yeah my second my second answer would be my would be like my nintendo ds i don't know what in my right mind i think it was me needing money as an young adult but i sold I have some of my Nintendo systems, but I sold a couple of them, and I regret it every single day of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I unfortunately know so hard what you're talking about. I have accumulated a lot of my stuff back. Um, over off to this side here, I have this whole video game section. <laughs> and uh, But yes, I have sold Nintendo's and things like that but i do have like certain things that i just never got rid of i have my like original sega genesis from when i was a kid uh but yeah video games and things like that gosh which i never got rid of or dvds yeah i I don't feel the same about the dvds but i understand so the reason i even say just dvds is because i've always been a huge movie fan and i've i've sold my like movie collection multiple times and i'm all and every single time i regret it so it's like been two times i think to where i've sold it the and then i got you know i started getting it back and then i was like i'm poor i need money again i'm gonna go to pawn Pawn america you live the same life why do you have these thoughts yeah and say and sell my dvds for like a dollar a piece you know and you know you barely make any money and, you know, once again, now I'm just back to trying to get my movie collection up. There's some that some that I'll never get back, I swear. It's true. Like, there, you can't find it anywhere. You know? And I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way, too. Maybe not. But there's something about having, like, the original of yours. That's, yeah. that's kind of yeah. how I feel about my DSs and my, and my games. It's like, I can get a used DS. I can get herbs sims in the city again and beat it but it's not my copy <laughs> right no i 100 percent agree with that um one of the things that i was thinking of when i came up with this question was i think it was late 90s maybe early 2000s there there was a shoe company that had come out so you know you got heelys now yeah the heelys came to mind right away <laughs> before before heelys though there was at least I think it was before Healy's, but there was a shoe company called Soap. They were for like the street walking stuff, and they had a grind bar in the middle of the shoe, so you could jump onto like, like a you know shit and grind down it. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. I had a pair of them, <laughs> and I don't remember where they went i mean like that's it that's all you could do you could just grind i'm like looking them up right now i had i had so much curiosity oh wow this this picture of like the (laughs) shoes that i'm looking at right now this this guy's legs are like twisted on the pole right oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) like they like they were really popular for like this really short period of time because there was like i can't just my brain doesn't want to come up with it but like it just people used to just it was like a, a version of like parkour you know people just went around and instead of yeah. using skateboards they just did shit like that now that's amazing i didn't know about that that's super cool <laughs> now what i was just thinking of that i just thought of 
how tight would it be to have a pair of, pair of soaps and Heelys? Like, same, so you could, and then grind. Well, yeah, it would essentially be like a skateboard on your feet instead of right? skates. Yeah, who needs a skateboard when you got Heely soaps? You gotta make make an exclusive an exclusive <laughs> brand uh, <shoe laughs> brand for you guys. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's bring it out. All right. <laughs> so speaking of movies, what is a movie that you love that you think no one else is like knows about? Oh man. I don't watch a lot of movies. This is hard. I'm going to go with like a random answer because it was something that I recently watched. Um, but unfortunately, just to preface it, yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube That's and okay. a lot of short form content. So I'm not usually like on the on the streaming apps watching movies. <laughs> unfortunately, it's just not my thing. I'm That's sorry. Okay. But I mean, oh, that not a lot of people... That's the thing is like if if I if I'm recommended a movie because of a certain thing I will watch it and that in that case a lot of people have already seen it and really sure. like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't hear much about this movie, but I saw that that movie called Yesterday, where the guy is like the Beatles, like he he writes like all he like he oh, loves oh. the Beatles mm-hmm. and he he performs all the songs but for some reason like the Beatles are like phased out of like existence and and everyone thinks this guy wrote all these hits and I watched that movie on the plane because I that's like where I normally watch movies if I do watch them and so it was a plane movie and I like honestly can't stop thinking about it I remember after watching that movie I was like that was one of the best things I've ever watched but like (laughs) I have heard no one talk about it yeah (laughs) No, yeah, I actually, so I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it, um, and I actually know nothing about it. So See? You, you did it right. You did it right. Perfect. But I don't know. That was very memorable to me. I thought the story and the acting, I thought everything about it was phenomenal. But I'm really easy to impress when it comes to movies. Like, I'm not a big critic. You know, I, like I said, I don't, you could show me something and I would see something really cool about it. I'd be like, this is great. And you're like, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. See, you, I, I'm pretty similar with with movies. I just I enjoy watching movies. Um, it it takes a lot for me to be like, this fucking sucks. Never gonna yeah. hate this. I'm never gonna watch this <laughs> right. again. Like right, right. It's happened, but it's not as frequent. Uh, I would say as me enjoying it. Uh, <clears throat> my my movie that I was thinking of was this '80s movie that hardly like hardly anyone I ever talked to about it or bring it up knows what it is. It's called gleaming the cube. It is a pretty obscure skateboarding movie from the eighties with Christian Slater. If you know, remember Christian Slater at all, he was very big in the nineties. Kind of. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was a big star kind of, kind of went down a little bit, but I still enjoy anything he does pretty much. (laughs) Wow! but gleaming the cube is something to check out it's a pretty good one that's an interesting name yeah it's um i i don't remember what it means it's it's a skateboarding term oh okay 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 i'm not sure i'm looking it up to (laughs) fail so badly that there is brilliance in the future okay i feel like that's probably a common theme to life 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, that's like that is quite the uh, phrase. Like, yeah, man, like it just makes me like feel hopeful for like just the future. <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly. like that's my life. Like I fail so badly that there's brilliance in my future. <laughs> yeah, something good. Something good has had to come out of it, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So the last obscure question I have for you is if you couldn't be a musician, what would your dream job be? Ooh, well, I feel like I have two answers for this again, but I'll That's go fine. with the first one that I'll go with the one that I would probably say now. Um, I've always, I don't, I don't know how this would be a job, but I would find a way to make it a job. Okay. I mean, Okay, let's let's like eliminate. So not only are we eliminating music, let's eliminate like video editing and graphic design too. That has <laughs> okay. that's like I still do that all the time, and that's like part of my music career. And that's just sure. the easy answer that I don't want to answer with. But um, I would say I was really big, and I still am big on urban exploring. And I guess that would maybe somehow turn into television or YouTube. But if there was a way to, I don't know, just go into like super travel the world and like go into super abandoned rundown cities and buildings and nice. haunted places for like a living oh yeah um, I would continue to do that I had like kind of a following before music like started happening uh with my urbex stuff and so I nice. feel like that was a good path for me because I, I did it well and it's super fun and creepy and really awesome and that would that would absolutely probably be my answer. I don't really think that's a career. If I had to be practical, I would probably I know my like childhood answer when someone asked me like what I wanted to be was like a 911 dispatcher or like a triage nurse that like uh was there at like the scene of of like people being brought into the hospital. Sure. Um, but I think that had to do with a lot of like my mental capabilities of like being like being able to handle things that are so traumatic like that and helping people like go through them and stuff. So that would, that would be my like realistic answer because I don't think I like, I like, like a... both of those answers. <laughs> love them because I, I would love to, if I could, I would love to be a ghost hunter. I yeah. Love that. That'd right? be so you great. look like a ghost hunter. Do I? I think so. Yeah. Nice. I feel like you have like the, the vibe right now. <laughs> nice. I feel like I, I would want to be like, um, do you ever watch like BuzzFeed Unsolved or, or Watcher? Like Watcher is one of my favorite things on YouTube. Okay. No, I haven't seen that. I know the BuzzFeed one, but I've steered clear of BuzzFeed for a bit. But No, no yeah, Shane I've and heard. Ryan, that's the only thing that matters for BuzzFeed to me. <laughs> Shane, Shane and Ryan, they're my favorite. Okay. I feel, um, I feel like I would want to be like one of the ghost hunters that like, like is intense with the ghosts. You'll be like, hey, you're going to fucking touch me. Do it. Do it. Fucking touch me. Oh, you scared? Are you scared? Because I'm not scared. Oh, yeah. I mean, see, I feel like that's like hikey disrespectful, though. <laughs> like that, that, that thing you're like all riled up and you got like a demon coming home with you. I don't know. No, there's you, there, you got to be you got to protect yourself from that. Yeah, you got to be prepared for that, too. Like what's to come after it. That's also another thing about it. You could be like traumatized for the rest of your life if you do something wrong. You know, it's true. It's true. You got <laughs> see, you can't. I'm not saying I'm just going to go in there just willy nilly, 
and just talking oh. shit. That's rude. Yeah, yeah. That's rude. Say, that would you know? probably not be good. But, you know, there's one, you know, if you go to the Goatman's Bridge, you know, he's a jerk. Goatman? I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna be polite to no Goatman. Yeah, that's true. A lot of these people that are like, that haunt like premises are, are, are seriously messed up in the head with like, I don't know, it, like mental asylums. Like those are the ones that I go into the most often. You think about some of the people that work there, like that's not cool. That's right. not good practices. The, the, <laughs> no, the, those are a lot of those employees and stuff were not uh, super, super good. Yeah, you're right. I definitely, I didn't think about that. You're right on that one. That that makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't be polite either. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but like to normal ghosties, hey, I like you. Let's be, yeah. let's be pals. Let's be exactly. friends. Exactly. You know, but once again, no goat man. We're not, <laughs> we're not friends, goat man. Okay. <laughs> that's the end of my obscure question segment. We have one more segment left. That's rapid fire questions. You're just going to speak from the heart. You're going to shoot from the hip. You're just going to go with the first thing that pops in your head. Oh boy. No, no double answers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Gotta give me that warning since I've been given some double answers. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> okay. You ready? I guess ready to ready as I'll ever be. Coke or Pepsi? I don't drink soda. I, I guess um, if I had to mix it with vodka Coke. Like wait, hold up, hold up. Uh LaCroix or Bubbly? LaCroix. Okay. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? You don't really watch a lot of movies, but uh probably Star Wars because I really like Lego Star Wars. <laughs> the video I'll take game. it. I'll take it. Um, since you do like video games, Mario or Luigi? Oh, maybe Luigi. I feel bad for him sometimes. Oh, Luigi's my favorite. Yeah, he's he's, great. He's a great guy. He shouldn't be left behind like he always is. True. Now, this one's going to be a little bit different. This is not a either or question. You are, um, I do have faith in you that you can do this one. And I, I do feel that you are of the right age to be able to know this one as well. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> okay, and since you are so uh, traversed across um, the United States, you you may have seen com- the commercials. So, are you able to sing for us, for me, the Bagel Bites jingle? Do you remember nope. Bagel Bites? I of course I do. I didn't know they had a jingle. <laughs> you don't. Okay, so. Because one of the one person I talked to is was like, well, they didn't have commercials here, and I'm pretty sure they were commercially all over America. To be honest, I can't remember the commercials. Because typically, once I start singing it, and I will sing it for you, typically, most people remember what it is. Are you ready okay. for it? I'll I'll sing it for you with my beautiful singing voice. All right, I'm ready. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. It's like vague. It's a very vague memory. Like when you started it, it sounded familiar. But also, did they not mention bagel bites in the actual song? Uh, Just saying when pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Hmm. And then they go into bagel bites, pizza bites, and here's a thingy thingy thing. 
<laughs> I don't remember after that. I don't know. Maybe my maybe my modern marketing brain is like, why didn't they use the product name in the jingle? <laughs> well, because they were just forcing pizza, you know, so you can have pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, because they were pizza so at supper time. So when pizza's on a bagel, you can oh, eat it anytime. Breakfast food, dinner food. Yeah. They're trying to say, hey, guess what? Pizza, it's not just a dinner time oh. or lunchtime. This isn't any time. And there's no pizza in the word bagel bites either. So if you think about that, <laughs> just say bagel bites and someone doesn't know what bagel bites are, it just sounds like a breakfast food. That's a very interesting brand. <laughs> <laughs> you should call them and you should be like, hey, look, we were talking, I was on this podcast. We were talking about your brand and look here's the thing i'm i i came up with this new jingle for you because i feel like you fucked up along the way all right we're gonna bring you we're gonna shoot you number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i don't know they might have messed up but they're iconic <laughs> so maybe not maybe not <laughs> all right moving on gwen stefani or Haley williams oh Haley williams that's a hard one though it's really hard it is they're both icons mm. Hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft shell all the way. Nice. Last question. Some 41 or yellow card? Some mm, 41. Nice. See, once again, both icons. It's okay. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> it is. It's, you know, I, I don't make these questions to be easy. All right. I want to stump you a little bit. I want to make you work for it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. But that's it. You did it. You finished the podcast. Ah, it was so fun. I had a Good. great time I'm so, sto- I'm so stoked that you were able to hang out with me. The last yeah, thing, all you got to do, last thing you got to do is just, you know, let everybody know what you got going on, what's coming up, what's what what you got. Where can they find you? Yeah. So my name is Leah. You can look me up on any streaming platform as L space, E space, A. That's literally just Leah, all caps with spaces. At LOL, it's Leah, alternatively, if you want to see me on social platforms. Uh, I have more music getting ready to release by the end of the year, and there's going to be plenty more after that. Maybe some shows, maybe a tour. We'll see what I get to announce in the future. But yeah, uh, keep up with uh, everything I do. And thanks for being here and watching. Heck yeah. It was, it's been a joy and an ultimate pleasure having you here. So thank you so much for taking the time to come hang out with us on this uh, glorious Monday. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here, you know, taking my request, just answering <laughs> me when I bug you guys about <laughs> questions or features Always. or anything. It's just so nice to have you guys here and supporting, you know, all these artists that are chasing the same dream. Heck yeah, it's, it is our pleasure. So, and with that, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, Head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsignedpoppunk. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see. Thank you all so much.